Jonathan Nato, and I'm in the Nutmeg State of Connecticut. Nutmeg State. Hey, everybody. I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I'm in Redondo Beach, California. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. It is. It is also our 99th episode. Yeah, Warren Sapp. Yeah, Warren Sapp episode. <laughs> and today's story is going to be about something that happened in 2009, which hmm. is exactly nine years ago. Oh, there you go. Nine's all over the so, place. Nine's everywhere, man. All right, so in 2009, in June of 2009, guess what I did? I have no idea. I was on the jury of a rape trial. Oh, man. What, that, was that your jury duty thing? You got called in for jury duty and like, hey, we have this rape yeah. trial. Wow, man, okay. Yeah, and for those of you out there that aren't kind of listening but sort of have this going on in the background, no, 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 no. I was not on trial for rape. I was on the jury. Yeah. Right? Now, this wasn't your first time in jury duty, was it? It's my first time that I couldn't get out of jury duty. Ah, okay, right. Yeah, because they probably look at you and like, oh, disabled guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And usually I I get out of it. Like I say, I work for myself. It would be a hardship. I can't take the time off, which is actually kind of true. I do work for myself. Yeah. And if I'm gone for two weeks or three weeks or whatever it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I can't do it usually. Okay, so you didn't get out of this one, and this isn't. I'm, I'm assuming this wasn't a one, a one day you're in, you're out kind of thing. It was not. I think it was nine or ten days. No right? kidding. Okay. So, it's between nine and twelve days, I can't remember. It's at least two full weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, here's what happened. I didn't get out of it, and then I thought, okay, I'm gonna go to the court because the thing is, if they don't accept your your excuse. You obviously have to show up. Yeah. Right? And in in California, in the Los Angeles area, what it is is they give you this jury notice. And in some districts, you call the night before and you give them the code that's on your jury notice. Okay. And then if your code doesn't come up that day, then you check all week. And if your code doesn't come up by the fifth day, then yep. you've completed your jury duty and you're done. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So it was like Monday, my number didn't come up. Tuesday, my number didn't come up. Wednesday, I escaped it. Thursday, I'm like, ah, I'm not going to do jury duty. And it says, congratulations, your number came up. <laughs> You've got to be in jury duty tomorrow. Right? So I had to go on in on a Friday, I think. Okay. So I get there and I know, and everyone tells me, hey, don't worry about it. If your group doesn't get called, you know, you're in a room with several hundred people. Right, right. If your group doesn't get called, then they'll check you off and that's your jury duty and and no problem. Oh, okay. All right. But of course, my group got called. Yeah. Yep. So then I go in to the questionnaire area where there's all these people and and the prosecuting attorney and the defending attorney started asking all these questions. Mm. And I started to think to myself, man, there's no way I'm going to get chosen. The second I say I'm an independent film producer and writer, and I just started a, uh, a couple of years ago, I started a distribution company. I guess it, I was four years in by then. Okay. Um, they're going to be like, nah, we don't want this guy on, right? Yeah. Round after round after round after round. People start, everyone got excused except for me. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> and then, 
It, is there is there like ten, is there like ten or twelve people in a jury? Is there a set number? Twelve. Okay. Twelve. Okay. Yeah, it depends on the courtroom, but the court I was in was twelve, I believe. Okay. And then I noticed there was fourteen people left, and I'm like, oh my god, you know? You're like, I'm this making I'm my- making it down to the final cut. Why can't this be a sports game? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, come on. If it was sports game, there's no way they'd choose me, right? So then I get down to the final 14, and then the judge says, congratulations, you're our jury. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, there's 14, right? Yeah. But the judge, she chose two for alternates. Oh, okay. Okay, and here's my pressure, because you know what? I like being completely open and honest to all of our listeners and to you since you're a dear friend. Yeah. So I'll tell you my real pressure. As you know, as I mentioned before, I believe, I'm a Lakers season ticket holder. Right. And the Lakers were in the finals at the time. Oh, man. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And so they'd won the first two games at home, and then the next three games were in Orlando. Okay. So they were actually in Orlando at that time. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so I'm thinking, I'm starting to sweat, Jonathan, because I'm thinking, man, I'm not going to miss the finals because I'm on jury duty. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to miss the NBA finals, man. I, I mean, miss not seeing it, but going to the game. Right, right. Right? So then I'm sweating it out. And after the judge get, tells us that we are the jury, the judge says, are there any questions? And the gentleman in front of me raised his hand, and she goes, yes. And he goes, I have no problem serving on the jury, but my kid is graduating high school next, you know, Wednesday or Tuesday yeah. or whatever day it was. Yeah, yeah. And I really can't miss that. So the judge, she was awesome. The judge was great. She yeah. goes, you know what? I'll put that in my notebook, and next Wednesday we will end early, so you can't miss your your. Oh, that's cool. It's very cool. So it wasn't we'll it wasn't early. one of those. Did you have to stay in a hotel or anything? I didn't. No. no okay. No, no. Okay. I, I didn't. But but we were instructed, of course, not to talk about the case. Right. Right. To anyone. Now I can because the case is over. Right. Right. But. So here's the funny thing. I'm sweating it out, and I'm thinking to myself, Hamad. You might as well just ask. <laughs> the worst that can happen is she kicked you off the jury, and that's what you want anyway. Right? And now, now, did you know what the case was yet? You had no idea what the case was yet, right? I did not. Okay, no. okay. All right. So I raised my hand, and she goes, yes, young man, what can I do for you? And I said, okay, I know how bad this is going to sound, Judge, and I do respect the court a lot. I respect this process. And I'm honored to be on the jury. And she goes, okay, so what's your question? And I said, so I'm a Lakers season ticket holder. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody started cracking up in the courtroom, right? Right, because they all know the Lakers are in the finals. Right, they all know they're in the finals. And I'm like, as you know, the Lakers are in the finals. And she goes, I like the Lakers. And I said, Judge, they're in Orlando right now. And there's a chance that they win the championship in Orlando. Right. Yeah. But by chance that they come back to Los Angeles and she cut me off and she goes, if the Lakers come back to Los Angeles, I will do the same I did for the other gentleman. I'll let you guys out early for that game. One game, not two. So you choose the one that you want to go to. I said, OK. All right. right? 
So I had that settled. Yeah. And I settled in my chair. I believe I was juror number six, to be honest. Okay, okay. So I settled in my chair, and then she goes, okay, now the case. This is a rape trial. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and there's all this. I, I kind of dug it. I loved it because. Well, you watch you know, tons of L.A. Law and stuff, so you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, I've watched. Oh, I'm telling you. I don't believe I've missed one episode ever of Law and Order, Law and Order Criminal Intent, and Law and Order SSVU, which is, you know, Special Victims Unit. Yeah. And they've all been on for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen hundreds of episodes, right? So yeah. I love this stuff. Yeah. But when they said rape trial, the first thing I thought is, oh my God, help me. Because. I need to take this, and I did, but I I need to take this unbelievably seriously. We're talking about a gentleman's life. Yeah. Like, this is life and well, maybe not death, but this is like incarceration. Yeah, totally. Right? So, let me paraphrase what happened in the trial. Then I'll tell you, like, the, the points that I'll never forget until yeah, the day I die. Yeah, definitely. Right? So, what happened is... The man was 53 years old. The woman was 25 years old. Mm. He was an MP, a military police mm. in a uh, in a you know military base in the Los Angeles vicinity. Okay. And I'm purposely leaving the areas out, as yeah. you can tell. Yeah. Right. So the young woman was 25 years old. She was a makeup artist in Hollywood. Her boyfriend was apparently the best friend of the gentleman on trial. The boyfriend got shipped overseas, you know, because he's in the military. Yeah. The girl was crying. She was totally unhappy. So this 53-year-old says, hey, well, let's hang out tonight. He's my best friend. You're his girlfriend. Let's hang out. Right? Yeah. They hang out. They both get stupid drunk. Both of them. Yeah. Right? They both get stupid, stupid, stupid drunk. She wakes up in the morning feeling sore in her, you know, mm-hmm. vagina. And she's like, what happened? And she doesn't remember at all, mm. right? Mm. She goes to the hospital, she gets a rape kit done, and they realize that she has, in fact, been penetrated. Yeah. So she doesn't remember it, right? Yeah. So when that happens, the district attorney got involved. She told the district attorney, I do not want to press charges. This is my this is my best friend's this is my boyfriend's best friend. I don't know what happened last night. We were both drunk. I don't want to press charges. Mm. Right? But you know, the DA doesn't have to listen to that. Well, I, I'd imagine, especially if since it's military, you know, military police are like, no, 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 we're we're not gonna let this slide into right. a rug or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So the DA pressed charges, right? Mm. And there's a lot of things like, you know, apparently in the morning she didn't remember and he didn't remember. They apparently neither one remembered. Okay. Right? Yeah. But then what he did probably in the scramble is he threw away all the bed sheets. Mm. Right? Mm. Like, like he, threw them all away, and of course they were recovered out of the dumpster. So then the question was, well, if you didn't 
think that you did something wrong. Why did you throw away all the sheets? Right. Right? Yeah. Like that's an act of a guilty person, yeah, not an innocent that, That's person. a guilty conscience. <laughs> right. So the trial goes on day by day. We get paid like $15 a day. Nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, I mean. Because everyone, everyone makes $15 a day, right? Of course. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it was like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. or 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. It varied. Mm, right. Mm. Throughout the trial, it was clear that something happened. But what is not clear is that was there intent involved. Right. Right. So throughout this entire trial, this defending attorney just brought up so much reasonable doubt all of the time. Yeah. It always stemmed back to, well, if they were both drunk. California law claims that it is not rape if both of them don't have the facility to know what they're doing. Mm. That's the key. That's mm. the key to the whole trial. Yeah, yeah. That it's not rape if... Neither one knew what they were doing. Mm. So can I get to the end? Because yeah. the end's really good. Yeah, yeah. Right before the summations, the prosecuting attorney interviewed the man on trial. Okay. But here's what she did, which is genius, man. Genius. She goes, you're a big drinker, right? And he's like, I can drink you under the table. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, I'm sure you can. She's like, would two drinks make you drunk? And he's like, oh, hell no. And she goes, great, would four drinks make you drunk? And he's like, no. And she goes, would six drinks make you drunk? And he's like, lady, are you not listening to me? Twelve drinks would not make me drunk. And she's like, okay, thank you. Thank you. And that's all she asked. So then summations come around. Defending attorney nails it. And then she comes up, the prosecuting attorney. Mm. She comes up, Jonathan, and she's got this big smile on her face. <laughs> she totally set him up with something. Yeah, she's got a big <laughs> smile on his face. And she goes, she goes through all the stuff of the whole trial and what the jury should be focusing right, on. Right, right. Yep. And then the last thing she says, she goes, I'd like to remind the jury of California law. California law is that it is not rape if both people are drunk, right? Yeah. And as she was saying that, the defending attorney is shaking his head. Yes, absolutely. Because that's the basis of his whole defense. Right, that, yeah, he's hanging everything on that. On that, yeah, right? Yeah. And then she goes, having said that, I would like to read exactly what the defendant said when, when I just questioned him. Yep. Right? So she reads back his statement. She reads back his statement under oath that says that, quote, I am not drunk after drinking 12 drinks. Right. Right? Yeah. And then as soon as she said that, you saw the guy on the table just sink his head. Because right? he, he knew what was coming. <laughs> he knew what was coming. And she goes, well, here's the problem. You admitted to seven or eight drinks, Correct. He's saying that 12 drinks does not make him drunk. Right, right. And he admitted to having seven. So, therefore, he himself is saying he wasn't drunk, which means he knew what he was doing. Mm. Because she was clearly drunk. Yeah. You know, the woman got raped. Yeah. She didn't know what she was doing. That's been proven. Yeah. 
And he just proved himself that he did know what he was doing. Man. And can I tell you, Johnson, that four days of deliberation on that rape trial. Yeah. That was the one thing that got him to be guilty. And he, we did say that he was guilty because yeah, of that. I, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he, he was either, you know, I guess one of two things, either all of that is, yeah, like real, like I don't get drunk, even on 12, I don't, I'm not drunk, you know, yeah, I drink seven or eight so that you weren't drunk, or he was trying to be tough and be a man and be like, I don't, 12 drinks, that, that doesn't get me drunk, I could drink a whole case or whatever, you know, so, but right. <laughs> you know, like he either was, he would have told the truth or he was lying and, you know, he, he paid for it. Well, and I got to tell you, it was 10 to 2 the first couple days, which would have acquitted him. Mm. What made it 12-0 is we had the court bring in the text of his statement. Okay. And the exact description of California law that defines rape. And so we did is we read that and we put it up against his own statement. And I'm telling you, the one major thing that made that guy guilty is, uh, you know, that he himself under oath said that he wasn't drunk. Yeah. And if you under oath say you're not drunk, then you can't use the defense that you were. Right, right. That goes right out the right. window. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, what's crazy is I've only told a handful of people that story. I know I told you off air. But, man, I got to tell you, it's it's amazing the the responsibility that you feel as a juror. Even if it were, I mean, a rape trial is huge. Yeah. But even a petty trial when it's like stealing groceries or something, it's still changing somebody's life. Yeah, absolutely. In an instant. What what right? do you know like what his sentence was? Like what did he get sentenced to? Do you remember? I do. And he wasn't sentenced that day. We were invited to the sentencing. Okay. Of which I did not attend, but I know I'm still buddies with somebody else on the jury. Yeah. And he attended and he got seven years. Wow. Which means that he's out now because this was in 2009. Yeah. Yeah. But just the, the, the raw emotion of, you know, when we had to stand up and read, I mean, I wasn't the foreman, so I didn't do the reading, but when we read, you know, guilty. Yeah. Just. His mom and his sister and his friends were just like, no, it was just, it was just like the movies, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then, you know what the defending attorney did is he wanted to pull each juror. They do that just to see if there's any doubt. Right? Okay, okay. And so they went through every single juror, including myself. They just said, Are, did you vote guilty? And to every single one, just yeah. to see if there's a crack in the armor, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I did. And the crazy thing is, nine years later, I can tell you honestly, I believe we made the right decision. I believe that young girl was raped. I believe that she was uh, scared to, you know, yeah, really go after this yeah. guy because yeah. he's like a big guy that's in his fifties, and well, yeah, he was he, friends with probably, her boyfriend. Maybe she thought it. that. And he's, right. pro he's probably a military lifer. You know, he's probably been in the military since he was 18, yeah. you know, so, you know. Yeah, and she probably thought that would screw up her relationship with her boyfriend if she wound up putting his best friend in jail. Mm, mm. Right. But I, I feel totally confident that we did a great job. Yeah, it and, sounds, and like, it, I, it sounds yeah. like that it was the right decision.
It was, I'll tell you, it was a really, really difficult decision, but I do believe it was the right decision. Man, that, that lady lawyer, she, she knew when to pull out the guns and, and just like, <laughs> you know, like, like you said that your, your, your decision really hung on her pointing that out. I wonder how long she had to like hang on that card in her back pocket. Like she knew exactly when to play that card, you know? Yeah. You know, what's funny is right after the trial, you know, when we got excused, yeah, the both attorneys came out to the jury in the hallway, yeah, to thank us for our service. And you know, I, I, I told both of them, you, you guys are really good, and she was just gloating, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're really good, you know. And then, and then I just saw this moment of the two attorneys looking at each other and just saying, "Have you been? I've been great. How are things? Things are good. All right. Well, listen." You take care. Maybe we'll grab lunch sometime. See you later. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, you know what? As serious as it was during the trial, they are human beings. They know each other. They respect each other. Yeah. And there is a life outside to their job. Right, right. So no. I just found that really interesting. Yeah, no, that's very cool. That's very cool. I mean, you know, outside of the, the uh, what the case was about, it's kind of, it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really cool to go through it because you know what? I will never make fun of anyone that gets caught with jury duty. When people say, oh, Hamad, I got jury duty. I'm like, dude, you should go do it. Yeah. You should do it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's life-changing, man. I'll, it, ne- I'll, never such... ha- I'll never have jury duty. I don't have a license. Oh, that's right. So if you want to get an ID card, if you're listening, and you want to get, if, you, if you're listening and you want to get a jury duty, just poke your eyes out. <laughs> that could be one way. That could be one way, my friend. I no, still go back to the of the 99 things that we've done, 99 episodes that we've done. I still go back to that one moment that you said, if you could see, you'd like to have contacts that you can pop in so you can drive <laughs> and then pop out when you're done. Yeah, no. Of that... all the things you said, <laughs> that's my favorite. And I mean it too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why it's my it, favorite. There's very few moments where I'm just like, ah, if I could see this would be easier, that's when I would use it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Drive around a Corvette. Right? Exactly. Yeah, drive my Corvette around. Actually, I'd, I'd have a Porsche if, if, I, if I was driving around. I always wanted a Porsche when I was younger, so. Well, there you go, man. We're going to have to get you one. Yeah. We're just going to have to get you some eyes first. Exactly. Or or, right? or we'll get Porsche to make the first autonomous uh, Porsche for me. You know, that's going to change everything. Totally. Everything. Totally. Because when, when there's autonomous cars, it's going to change everything. Absolutely. You know, that's crazy. All right, buddy. That's my story for today. All right, sounds good. So if you guys want to check us out, you can find us on limpingoncloud9.com, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, all the fun apps you can download on Android to get your podcast. And also check out lonelyseal.com or lonelysealfilmfestival.com. We have a film festival going on uh, October 5th and 6th, I think, is what the date we're looking at. Uh, so check that out. And Haman, how can they get a hold of us? Uh, many, many, many ways, but the easiest way is info at limpingoncloud9.com. That's info at limpingoncloud9, the number 9.com. You can also send smoke signals, but I won't see them. So everyone, thank you for listening and downloading. We'll talk to you next episode. See ya.